This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another edition of The Broadcast, and I'm Vicky Barcelona, and with me as always is Ooh, Sarah. Oh, hey. Sarah, before we get into today's shenanigans, what's our contact info? Well, we have an Instagram. It's The Broadcast 999. You can call or text us at 253-778-6029, or you can email us at thebroadcast999 at gmail.com. And we weren't in last week. We were not. Because I had a lot of things to get ready before my cousin's wedding. like Yes, which was this past weekend. And it was a lot of fun. My little brother, first time dancing. And he was enjoying <laughs> himself very much. Good. Uh, I am glad. I was thinking about it. You are the last wedding I have of my friends for the most part. There's like one or two, but it's like, are they? Are they not? Who knows? The rest are pretty much married. Everyone's either or, yeah. are married. No one's allowed to get divorced and remarried. You know, I wouldn't put it past anyone nowadays. You know, I feel know. like that's pretty likely. <laughs> but I've also, I feel like I have fewer and fewer friends that I would go to like a second wedding to. Oh, really? Like, you know, like you go to weddings, like when you're younger, everyone seems to have their wedding. Like, I'm going to invite everybody and you go to the wedding. And then as you get older, it's like, I'm not as close to you anymore. So you probably, they want more of an intimate wedding usually. Yes, yes. I would I would say, yeah, usually probably the second wedding. They're like, hey, we've both already done like the big shebang ones. Like, let's do something way more chill. Yeah. So. And less expensive. Oh, yeah. And watching people get married, because I've been to my fair share of weddings as as well as been in weddings, I it makes me very much not want to do anything big. <laughs> You know, I have only been to a few and been part of a few, but even just in the process or trying to plan a wedding, I am beginning to realize that I might not want to do something big as well (laughs) because I'm already in just the early stages of this process Mm -hmm. and I'm, I am already staying up at night just thinking about it constantly, can't shut my mind off, looking at all my notes and all my lists and my this and my that and the prices of this and the, yeah. What do you think is the part that bugs you the most is it the prices or is it just coordinating the pricing for sure is Mm -hmm. number one number one that um the coordinating is definitely if i wanted to do a really big wedding i have to get a i have to get a planner there's no 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 freaking way i could do it by myself um yeah yeah probably those two things at the top and then it's kind of like big or small okay well i'm i'm definitely one of those people that yes i can be a bitch but i hate if somebody feels left out, mm-hmm. I would never, you know, that's why I invite everyone on my birthday every year. That's, you know, and I just would never want anyone to have that feeling. So it's kind of been rough for me to be like, okay, well, I let's do a small thing because then we'll make the guest list. And then it's like, who doesn't make the cut? Who does make the cut? And to me, I'm like, this is just like my space and you're just ranking your friends <laughs> and you're ranking your family members. And you're like, when the, when's the last person I talked to this? When's the last person I talked to cousin Martha? You know, and I'm just like, I get very overwhelmed and then I tap out. So I feel like that's not a bad way to think about it. It's like, when was the last time I talked to this family member? And I've, I've been to weddings where it was, it felt like there was hundreds and hundreds of people because we have a big family. And I've told my mom, like, there's some cousins and aunts that it's like, yeah, I love you and I love seeing you. But when was the last time we actually had a conversation? I mean, like, yeah. And that's kind of, you know, that's how I think about it with family members. That's how I think about it with some friends, to be right. honest. And yeah. then... But I know I don't they they're not gonna think about it like that. Even some are friends they, that or I, are you thinking of it as yourself? 
both. Okay. Both. I mean, I think I'm thinking as about my as myself for sure. Like, oh, wow. you don't like being left out. I don't like being left out. And it's like we. I just went to a wedding this past summer. I don't talk to those people that often, but I feel now like, okay, well, I should invite them to my wedding because they invited me to theirs. And if roles were reversed and I invited them to mine and didn't and they didn't invite me into their, I would be butthurt. I got some S from some family members that weren't invited to my engagement party. And they were like, oh, my invitation must have got lost in the mail. I'm like, I didn't send out invitations. It was on, it was a Facebook and you, you live across the country. You really were going to fly right all the way for an engagement. Like, I don't believe you, you know, but then I'm like, well, damn, now I feel bad that I invite, you know, so it's like, here's all, I think I got it for you. What? I think I figured it out. You can invite everyone you want. Okay. But you do it somewhere that's hard to get to like a Hawaii or somewhere nice like that. That way the people who show up are the ones that really can and you really want there. No, because I don't think that's true because I feel like a destination wedding is everyone's excuse to go on a vacation. So if someone I kind of was like kind of ish friends with or haven't talked to in a while, but they invited me to their their wedding and it's in a Mexico resort. Oh, J-Rubs, let's go. This is an excuse to go to Mexico. Yeah. And we have a wedding to attend just for the hell of it. Yeah, we'll stay there for a week. We'll make it a little like romantic getaway for us. But then you're stuck with like if everybody else is doing the same thing, you're stuck with those people. Like at no, the resort we see and them, stuff. We see them for the wedding. If they're there at the hotel and doing all the activities yeah, but, at I mean, the like, beach. Obviously, no. I'm not going to be invited if they don't like me and I don't like them. But if like, yeah, we're like. We're cool. We're homies. We mm. we went to grade school together. Like, I like you, but we don't hang out that much often now. Well, Hell yeah, I'll go. It's not one of those like, oh, you don't like each other. It's one of those like, hey, we should do the group activities. And it's no longer romantic getaway. Now it's a group. Oh, activity I don't think I guys. would be invited to the group activities. If, if it's that kind of mm -hmm. thing, you know, I wouldn't be like part of the wedding, like oh. a bridesmaid or whatnot. Like I would just be there as a guest and then be like, oh, wait, we should stay an extra few days and we should, you know, go into town. And yeah, because so that's why, like, I, uh, I don't I think pe more people would come than I would want. <laughs> OK, so here's the thing I was planning. I had planned on if I ever did do this, like a destination wedding. Because I, I don't want to have to – I'm in the same boat or I have a big family and I don't want to deal with all of them like where was my invitation. I would – if I decided to do a destination wedding, I would tell the family members I really want there really early in advance. Yeah. So I would tell like my close cousins, my friends and everything. It's like, hey, in about a year and a half, two years, I'm going to get married at this place. So if you need to save up, you need to plan for it or whatever, you have two years. Damn, that's a long-ass time. That's just an example. Okay. Um. But for everyone else, I'd give them three months notice. Oh, that's nice. I've been joking. Like, we should, like, do something and then literally make a Facebook event a month before and be like, hey, this is happening. You have to find your own plane ticket, your own room. If you want to come, come. Yeah, because I, I had this conversation with somebody like, I think it's completely and totally fair and they might send you a present. They'll be like, well, not really. We had somebody, <clears throat> like a family friend. It was... Uh, like, we were friends with his family, and he played soccer with my brother. My brother and him were, like, really good friends growing up, and he's getting get married. He was getting married, I think, in Jamaica, and I think we had, like, a two, three-month notice. Dude, cool. I'm like, that's brilliant. You still get a present, maybe, and they're not going to show up. But, like, do you think he obviously told other people way sooner? No idea. I don't know if he plans that far ahead. But that's just th – this is what I took from it. I'm like, huh, if I manipulated the situation into See, a way – I think some people will know, like, oh, okay, she probably told all of these other people that were there way earlier in advance. I don't I don't feel like I never really thought of that until this thing, until my friend asked. So my best friend has asked what I want to do for my wedding. And one day she loves, loves, loves weddings. She's obsessed with them, apparently. I didn't realize how obsessed she was until we she sat me down and we had a day where she planned my wedding for multiple occasions. Mind you, so I weird. don't even have a boyfriend. It was just like one of those like for fun, like when you do one of those BuzzFeed quizzes, it's like, what kind of wedding would you have? What aesthetic do you like? What floor? Like that was basically it, but to an <laughs> extreme. <laughs> but she loves it. So to each her own, right? Oh, gosh. Um, and so I just got to sat there with a face mask on drinking a sh uh, champagne. I was like, cool, whatevs. Whatever. So whatever you did plan happy. it out. She planned it out. She just like, do you like this? No. How about this? OK. Yeah, that's cool. So See, I'm she, really I'm really good at f figuring out what I don't like. Mm hmm. 
not very good at being like, oh, I love this. I love like every venue I've seen. I'm like, oh, yeah, OK, like if we can make it work. La, la, la. But, but the- I am going to the Seattle wedding show this weekend. So hopefully random. I get some ideas. Well, it's very random. My friend there. It's in Seattle. This I don't mm-hmm. know. At the convention center. It's like a thing every year. My mm-hmm. friend tagged me on Facebook and I was like, oh, my God, would you want to go with me? And she's like, yeah, let's do it. She went with her sisters, I guess, and said, like, you know, you get really good ideas of what you like and what you don't like. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you can talk to other people and maybe other brides that are maybe in the same boat. <laughs> mm-hmm. But what I could definitely do? see you, like, doing a uh, a destination wedding, whether it be Vegas or Hawaii or somewhere, just to kind of. Yeah, I, I think it would be beautiful, at, like, on the beach. At this rate. Oh, I'm, I don't know about the beach. I mean, it'd be very pretty pictures. But at this rate, I, yeah, I'm definitely kind of more looking at other options because to have a my quote-unquote dream wedding here and inviting everyone and their mother is like so ridiculously expensive and I like cannot get over spending that much money you don't like to spend your money yeah I don't want yeah and I don't want to spend my dad's money you know like he works hard for that too like I'd rather that go you know into his savings or retirement or like maybe help me buy a house one day like or for my future child like Something. This is how I've been the past like like two, three weeks. Like (laughs) I have had, I think, three like absolute like breakdowns. Just like I'm never gonna you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I get to the point where I'm like, babe, let's just go to the FN courthouse. Like, screw it. Call your parents, I'll call mine. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, you could always do that and then just have a party. The party's the expensive part though. No, I know, but it's less expensive if you say it's your birthday party. No, you, you still have to rent the thing. You still have to get all the vendors. You still have to get well, it, all the, the booze. You still have to get the DJ. You still have to get yes, your hair, of, your makeup, your dress. Like, it's crazy. It's still expensive. However, they don't tack on the wedding They don't. I price, mean, all the, the places I've tax. looked on, they, they haven't tacked on the wedding price. It's good that it. I want to do it in an off season. But they have this. is They're like, this is our rental for a Friday, a Saturday or a weekday. Mm-hmm. So it's really the expensive part is that I want to get married on a Saturday. But it doesn't really matter that's your wedding or not. They yeah. don't really. Well, if you guys have any suggestions for Sarah, let us know. <sighs> yes, just. Uh, we did get a message from Eric with a silent H. Oh, Eric. Yeah. Uh, and this was in, in reference to when I was talking about how I donated blood recently and that you can donate platelets and platelets took a little longer. Um Oh, and yeah. he said that he, he was listening to the latest podcast where we mentioned it. And he said, before COVID, I regularly donated plasma and platelets. Plasma only takes about 45 minutes to an hour, but doing both plasma and platelets can take up to three hours. Wow. So platelets are what help your blood clot and are used in procedures such as organ transplants, skin grafts, and cancer treatments. I started doing it because I gave whole blood, but then saw a pamphlet that A-plus blood is a preferred type for plasma and platelets. No idea why. The place I did it gave you Netflix-enabled tablets, so I used the time to watch movies I knew my wife wouldn't want to watch. And there were a couple times that I got really lightheaded and nauseous and had to stop early, but that was maybe one in ten times that it happened. But overall, it was a rewarding experience that I recommend, and you have the time. Rock on, ladies. Aww. So I'm like, okay. Like, I need to see how often I can do it, like if I'm going to donate regular blood or figure out what it is, but... Uh, I might start trying to do that like once a week. I think you can do it once a week or once every Damn. two weeks because they put the blood back in you. <laughs> oh, right. Because they run right, it through right. a machine so you won't and stuff. Feel like, yeah, loopy. Uh, but I'm a little confused um, just because I don't know what where we left off. Because I remember remember the whole like ring situation. Oh yeah, uh, where you had this problem where your friend was gifted a promise ring from her boyfriend of many years, and they're in their thirties. Yes, um, and your buddy James messaged us about like this crazy like update about this ring he and his family have. Oh yeah, what was cause I told the story because my my two of my really good friends chimed in in their opinions and their thoughts, uh-huh. and when I was hanging out with them recently, they both wanted to know what we all thought, like what was the update. And so I started telling her about the story about James and the ring and his grandmother's ring, all that stuff. Um, but I don't remember if I gave you an update of his family. Yes, yes. Okay, the, cool. They weren't that close type of thing. Well, no, like, because remember how it gets passed down through the family? Yeah, like, yeah, Who's going to yeah. get it after his wife? Did, oh. I, did I say that part or no? 
I don't believe so. Just in case, I'll read the last message. Um, so much he wrote. Uh, so the part two is update is him and his wife have been married for 10 years, remarried on the 10th anniversary. They uh-huh. have three kids together. My mom loves my wife, even though I don't have a good relationship with my mom. Yes. And I was wondering yeah. if like who would the ring would which one of his kids would get the ring. Right. So we also promised my grandmother that we would never sell the ring and continue the family tradition of passing it down through the men of our family. From our background, we moved states because late 2019, my grandma was about to file bankruptcy. So me and my wife agreed to buy the family home and leave her name on it as part owner because all she wanted was to be in the house for the rest of her life. Then we negotiated the sale of 120 acres of farmland to a longtime family friend. So there was 180 acres. They gave they sold that to a family friend. So she was saved from losing it all to creditors. And then we helped her pay off her debts as well with the money we brought in for the house and more out of our paychecks. And then... He's answering more questions is the traditional the tradition of the ring is being passed down through the men of my family. I have two girls and one boy Oh, because then it stays in the family line. Also, we have decided that if family comes over, the ring is on my wife's finger or in a lockbox. And finally, the name of the goldsmith that made the ring is Benvenuto Solini. Oh, according to uh, according to Google, he was a huge part of the Renaissance. Wow. Eleven million dollar ring. That works out very well for you that you have only one boy and two girls and it passed down through the dudes because yeah. <laughs> the girls don't have to fight over it. Unless he never gets married. What if he doesn't well, want to Well, then get he can keep it, I guess. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't tell your girls about it, though. because no. Don't give them the details. They might yeah. fight over it. Oh, for sure. Well, we did talk about one thing that you really, really love, and that is spending money. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Um, but I actually have something else that you really, really, really love. Like actually love? No. Oh. What is something you really, really hate besides spending money? Ooh. Ooh. Flakes. When people flake. Close. This is a characteristic of people or something they can do. It is. Something you hate. It's something I hate more than flaky people. Kind of, yeah. I guess flaky people could be these people too. Mm. I don't know. I love everything. You hate something people do when and it shows like you feel like they betray you when they do oh, this. Oh, when you lie. You love liars, don't ya? I love them so much. Uh, <laughs> well, I found an article about liars. Okay. Oh, um, more specifically, 28 people who lied with the sole intention to get a, what they actually want. Okay. So you, so they had a good reason to lie. Just supposedly, kidding. like you don't even believe in lying to children about the Tooth Fairy or Santa Claus. I do not. You, you were very upset when you found out the, the history behind it. In case there's children listening, to I will podcast. never forget. No, you, no. Did I forgive? I don't even know. Just kidding. probably not. <laughs> it's only been over twenty years. Although the first example they have on here will get your blood boiling. Oh, good. <laughs> Would you like me to read that one later? No, do it now. So this woman tweeted, my husband and I told our kids Barney died so we wouldn't have to watch it anymore. What? (laughs) That is so rude. I messed up. For those who don't know, I was a big Barney fan. Yeah. Like, dude, screw the Disney princesses. Screw the I know a lot of people that wanted to. Not the first (laughs) one. Or still do. I was all about that Barney. Barney. My whole room was Barney. I love Okay, you. we're not doing that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but no. That's, wow. I mean, that's hilarious it's, that it's, the parents did that just to be like, just tell, tell them that he died. It, it's one of those, like, if you were friends with these people, you'd be livid. Yeah, yeah. You well, would. I mean, and couldn't they just, like, watch reruns, reruns of Barney and stuff? Well, the kids were obviously too young to realize this. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so this is how it all started, because it started with this girl named Nicole who put it out into the Twitterverse, saying, when I moved in with Steve, her uh, boyfriend, three months into our relationship, it's because I lied and I said I was getting evicted and I needed a place to live when, in fact, I just wanted to move in. So please tell me your over-the-top lies for personal gain. Wow. That's shady. Actually, I know a guy who something similar like that happened, but he had no balls 
And like slowly, she's just like, "Oh, I need a place to stay. I'm already hanging out all the time." He's like, "Well, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with you moving in, but you need a place to stay." And then when she could move out, like, it's like, well, I might as well just stay living here. And then within like a year, she's like, well, we might as well get married. Like, he just went along with it because he didn't want to put a stop to it, even though he had no desire to do any of these things. Did he end up getting married? Oh, yeah. Married with kids and now divorced. And they're still. Oh. Yeah. So it's like, bro, when he told me this, I was like, are you kidding me? Well, and then if someone's getting evicted, then like there has to be like a reason. Mm -hmm. Like. Now are you just paying all the rent and she's just living there for free? Unless, like, you say evicted as in, you know what, my landlord isn't uh, renewing my... Yeah, or is, like, selling. Is selling the place, so I can't stay here. That kind of a thing. Damn, that's so savage she did that. (laughs) All right, so another person, uh, Merritt, writes, got tired of waiting for a job offer due to bureaucratic slowness. So I told the hiring person I had an offer elsewhere and needed a decision. Got my desired offer the next day and later learned that starting salary was significantly higher due to concern I'd go to the other job. (sighs) That's honestly, I don't think that's over the top. Yeah, I think that's, honestly, it's really sad that people like have to do that to get the job offer. But like, Dude, what else are you supposed to do? Right. They just kind of keep you in limbo and hopefully they'll remember you. Yeah, I think that's ballsy, too, that he actually just lied about that. Right. Well, I think this is a chick. Anywho. Or still ballsy. Right. Uh, person named Joe writes, in year nine, so ninth grade, I was woefully unprepared, lazy, for a history assignment. Uh-huh. So I handed in a yellow folder with a drama, my drama assignment in it. I spent the weekend on my history paper and took it to the teacher Monday morning in a different yellow folder, p- apologizing profusely for the mix-up. Oh, that's, yeah, that's kind of sneaky. I like that. I did. So I've been listening to the, I think I mentioned it before in a previous episode. I They're called the, uh, they're like the Reddit stories. So they'll have like an oh, electronic yeah, yeah, yeah. voice read you the story. And there is one where somebody did something similar, but they did it with like, hey, no, I turned it in. I turned it into the uh, I turned my assignment into the substitute teacher. Like, oh, and, and it was all a lie. And they could find it. So the teacher felt bad that they just gave him money. Dude, well, I mean, yeah, and then the teacher have has to, have to the decide, confidence. like, what grade are we in? How much does it actually matter? Like, right. do I really want to argue with you and then get your parents involved? Mm-hmm. And- yeah. Mm. <laughs> this other person, Rosie, writes, one of my law school professors was a notorious drunk, and he called on me one day when I was totally unprepared and he was visibly drunk. I dead stared at him for a minute and then nodded and said, that's it. And he thought I had answered and said, yes, excellent, and carried on. <laughs> what did the rest of the class do? Probably knew that he was wasted too and was like, wow, that worked. That reminds me of a story my dad. So my both my parents grew were born and raised in Mexico. They became citizens when I was like seven of the United States. And my dad said, I think when he was in high school, he had a teacher that would only show up like twice a year or twice a semester. Wow. And it would be the first day of class. And basically he'd say, hey, whatever bottle of booze you get me determines your grade. You get me a good bottle, you get a better grade. <laughs> and the very last day, like, is when he'd show up again, and that's when you'd give him his bo- the bottle, and he would give you your grade. Who else taught the class? Like, just a sub? Nobody. It, this was Mexico in, what, the 70s? Late 70s? I don't know what they would just, like, go to his cl- class, and, like, no one would be there. Yeah. I guess not. It's that like nobody so gave a crap. <laughs> As long as you got that good booze. Right. My kind of teacher. And I'd ask him, like, what kind of booze did, could you afford? And he's like, I got him a pretty decent one. Like, obviously not, like, the fanciest of fanciest, but, you know, good enough to get a B or an A. <laughs> uh, Mr. Or M. Lockwood Porter writes, my best friend and I wa- wanted to go to a Blink-182 concert in high school, but couldn't afford tickets. So we told everyone in our extremely Baptist Oklahoma town that God, God called us to spread the gospel at the evil secular concert, and we needed donations to get in. We turned a profit. Wow. <laughs> so they went to the concert to, like, say that this was evil. Like, mm-hmm. that's what they told their parents. Yes. That's hilarious. And it's so stupid their parents believed that. Right. Well, they live in a teeny tiny, like, God-fearing town. Teeny tiny. Teeny tiny. I had a friend. I mean, granted, he was notorious for stretching the truth in high school, but he did have the money. He said that he would, like, just post up outside of a grocery store. I don't know what hours. I'm surprised he didn't get kicked out or he wouldn't get kicked out sooner. But he just set up a table and be like, hey, we're just raising donations for 
our school's blank like uh, club or whatever. And it was all a lie. Yeah. You just pocket the money. Well, I mean, that's actually like a good point because like no one asks for proof or like how would they even give proof? Like I think, strangers giving cash? Like strangers wouldn't care, but it would be the store would probably know ahead of time like with Girl Scout cookies. Like you have oh. to ask ahead of time. So that's why I'm like, are you full of crap? But this was also in the 2000s. Yeah. Early I, 2000s. I believe him. Just yeah. a kid with a sign. You know? Like, yeah. And he was very chill. Like it was very like, okay, I could see why we would believe you. Like you're not. You don't seem to be causing problems. Uh, someone says, not me, but after fleeing Europe during the Holocaust, in which almost his entire family died, my grandfather got a job as a banker in New York by lying he had a college degree, but the records had been lost in the war. He worked successfully as a banker for the rest of his life. Dude, that's brilliant. That's awesome. Especially given the circumstances, that's, he went through hell. Yeah, exactly. I uh, mean, my friend didn't go through hell, but she definitely faked her college transcripts <laughs> to get a job that she wanted she just had my friend literally just edit her own call like her college transcripts to like her, my friend's name that's funny and it worked yeah no it's it's a lot easier to kind of manipulate the system than people think like in another one of those reddit story times i was actually listening to it this morning when i was getting ready for work and someone said that they never finished high school and they're feeling pretty bad about themselves. I think they were like 17 or 18. They dropped out or got kicked out or something. They're feeling bad about themselves, but their older sibling went to the community college. So they were waiting for them. And as they were waiting for him, he's like, well, might as well take the placement test. And on the placement test, it asks, what school did you graduate from? And he just wrote the high school he went to. Yeah, no one checked. And nobody checked. And so he was able to get like, he's like, well, can I, like, this is my test. Like, uh, I did pretty good on the test. Can I get in? And, like, you know, he applied and he got in. It was a community college, but then did really well in community college and was able to get a, uh, like, get into his, like, fancy university. And no one ever knew he didn't graduate yeah, high school. Yeah, because the transcript <laughs> said he went to this high school and, like, graduated, Dude, right? Savage. I love it. And someone even pointed out, like, it would be funny, like, it's the start of a movie or something where they find out you are, like, the head of, like, the masters or whatever, your class but you have to go back to high school for your last quarter. Because uh, you never got that diploma. Very Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, so somebody else writes, starting a new high school, and I didn't have a uniform yet, so dad wrote a note excusing me. I copied it in my handwriting, and the school checked it by calling him, and it went on file to prevent any forgeries. For <gasps> years... Because it's his his handwriting it was now? Her, this person's handwriting. I think oh. it's uh, Melody. It was a woman. I just uh, think they're all dudes. Yeah. For years, if I didn't want to do something, I just wrote myself a note. Dude, that's like smart. That's pretty. So that just makes my me feel like my school was lazy. Because. Did they check? No. What Most of the time, especially with my parents. So if anybody ever were to say anything, I could say, look, my parents speak English as a second language. I write the notes. They sign it. As long mm. as the signature was on there, they didn't care. Got it. And yeah, obviously yeah. my handwriting looked like a high schooler's handwriting. So, yeah, I uh, got really good at just faking my mom and dad's signature. I mean, I'm I, probably still really good at it. I honestly for like I, bus notes to go to your friend's house, right? Like stupid crap like that. I'm like, I'm writing this note myself. <laughs> like I told it's, my parents where I'm going. They not forgot deal. to write me a note. It's okay, right? And it, like it, you it's think just a you bunch think of Maya's gonna kidnap me? Jesus, right. just a bunch of scribbles. It's fine. There was actually one occasion where everyone, there's a group of people of my friends that had skipped class and they're like, we need a note. And so I'm like, write the notes because they didn't care. You could write your own note and just have your parents sign it. Yeah. So everyone wrote their own notes and I'm like, give me different pens. And so I'm writing everyone's like, what's your mom's name? And I just kind of scribbled it, like make it look like real fancy, like oh, an autograph. Yeah, yeah. So I did everyone's in like a different style and different colors. So I and did, they all passed. And they all passed. I did like five or six that day. I should have started well, if a business. you think about it too, like how much is a bus trip? Like, you know, when you grow up and you're like, wow, we really thought like a bus driver would care that much or the teacher really cares that much, you know, like mm -hmm. we're, now we're out like that age that we could be all of these things. And it's like, oh, my gosh, a teacher has to grade like 8000 papers on her time off on her weekend. <laughs> like, no, oh. no, no, thank you. Yeah, I'd be like, OK, this is wrong. You suck. But like, OK, keep, you know, keep going or right. like. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. No, our bus driver, so our route had the rowdiest kids. Like, we were, were the worst. wild? Well, you were on it, so woo! Well, uh, it was funny because there were times we had bus drivers that hated us so much that even, like, the kids that would bully the other kids, like, we all joined forces. 
Oh, Jesus. So, like, they were nice to me. They're like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can't do that. That's how much they hated some bus drivers. But they we had so many bus drivers going through. Um, we had, like, one that was a dude. Like, I think he was this, like, really cool, like, hip younger dude. And we only had him for, like, a day or two. And then we finally he couldn't handle you guys. Well, no, he was like a sub. And we're like, are you going to be our bus driver? And he's like, nah, I'm just subbing. Uh, and then we landed on Pam. Pam was Aww. the sweetest, like kindest person. Like she like they, she got me a car. Like I had my appendix taken out when I was 15. She got me a car and had all the kids on the bus like the, were my friends because it was Aww. my brother, my like all the kids in my neighborhood that I was friends with. And on my route, they, she had them sign it. I still have it. <laughs> That's so cute, actually. But Pam was super cool. You're like, hey, you know, I'm bringing my friend over. She's like, okay. Like, she was pretty. Yeah. She was very trusting. I mean, nobody started crap because she was so cool. Yeah. Like, she yeah, was just very guys, like, sweet. respected her. Yeah. Like, she never necessarily had to do anything to, like, present her authority or anything like that. It's just she was always really nice. So everyone was cool with her. Oh. And then if anybody tried to act out, everyone else was like, shut up. Don't mess yeah, with Pam. Don't bother Pam, okay? She's a sweetie and she has a very contagious laugh. <laughs> Is she, was she old? You think she's still kicking it? I'm not sure. I wish did. I don't remember her last name. And I know she's like around either it was my last year or like the year after I graduated. I think she moved to like Montana or something. Mm. So I don't I wish I could figure out her last name. R.I.P. Pam. R.I.P. She she was she was older for sure. So who knows? She wasn't oh, in the dead. best of health. She's for sure dead. You're an a-hole. <laughs> I hope you know that. Um, when I was in fifth grade, says Justin, this one's a dude, I didn't want to write a paper on an American revolution, so I didn't. When the teacher handed them back, I told her I didn't get mine and definitely handed it in. And she re- she said she remembered reading it and gave me like a 90%. Dude. Confidence gives you everything. Or like teachers that just don't care or like right. just forget a bunch of crap. Like, this is fifth oh, grade, yeah, too. I remember. Hmm. If you're a nice enough kid, like, they're like, oh, they would never try pulling something like yeah, this. Yeah, or if they like you, you know? Like, <laughs> okay, okay, Timmy, you don't need that. One of my that favorite much. times that I've cheated the system-ish um, was, I think it was 10th grade. Did you guys, did you have to read, like, Fahrenheit 451? Damn, probably, because that really sounds familiar. I know they made a movie about it recently. Oh, and I know the, I, the I know the main, then. probably not. It just came out a few years ago. It's not your jam at all. Oh. Um, but I, we started reading in class and we had to read the rest and do like, I think a mini book report or a test. We had a, yeah, it was a test we had to do and I didn't read the last part of the book, like half of it. So I asked my, my, my friend across from me before the test was handed out. I'm like, what happened? She's like, well, this happened, this happened, this happened, and this happened like very broad. I was like, okay, hopefully I can piece together things through that. Yeah. And basically everything she said were the answers to the test. Oh, dude, nice. And I was like, yes. And then I also, in that same class, we had to do like two book reports a month. We can do any book we wanted. Holy crap. That's a lot. Right. And it just literally was just one page. But But still. You have to read two books a month? Right. So, (laughs) but they had to be from like the approved list. And I mean, there was a few books. It was very few books that weren't on the approved list. But this is when I found out about Spark Notes. Yep. And so I had to like go through the approved list and see what Spark Notes had them. And so that's how I do my book report. Because, oh, no, the way we did our book reports is she gave us a sheet and we had to fill out everything. So we didn't even. Questions about the book. Yeah. So it was super easy. Like, okay, what's what what are the characters? Okay, what's the problem? What's the plot? Okay, cool. Boom. Here you go. Here's my two book reports. Yeah, I I had a teacher who like like read the spark notes on everything we had to do so if you tried to use spark notes she would know and she would like rip your paper up in front of you in the entire class yeah it happened to one of my classmates it was Mm. really embarrassing for them i you know just asked all my friends what the homework was and just copied all their homework right before all the periods there you go it was like oh you're in my biology class oh you're in my math class oh you're in my okay so we're all gonna be at the table at 805 a.m and i'm just gonna take your stuff and just copy it cool Cool. I don't know if everyone actually like was friends with me and was cool with it or they were just afraid of me. But I was going to ask them, like, what did you give them in return? Protection? My great friendship. Or like, me not. Like, I was hoping, like, maybe. Hurting them. Was it nutty, <laughs> nutty buddies or nut, nutter butters or whatever? Like, nutter bars. Oh, there's always like this type like, the snacks in school, like the Swiss cake rolls. Everyone was obsessed oh, with. Oh, we had these big chocolate chip cookies. Mm. And then if you heat it in the microwave for like Even 10 better. seconds, it'd be perfect. But someone put like 
it in the microwave for way too long and like it exploded or caught on fire or something. So then we got the microwave taken away. Oh, yeah. Screw them. That person ruined it for everyone and it wasn't me. So. <laughs> now looking back on it, I feel like my school was bougier than I thought. With uh, all your food? Well, because we had a lot of food options and we had a program called DECA. Did you guys have that? I don't even know what that is. Like I, I had to do it one quarter because my counselor at the time got like, he's like, you should do this instead of journalism. I'm like, well, thanks, piece of crap. DECA? DECA. And I'm flanking on what it's called. But basically, it's a marketing class. You learn how to like do business stuff, marketing, sales and all that. Boring is all hell. That Especially, seems actually kind of like. It's very useful. Yeah. But I hated it. And the um, teacher hated me. I don't know why. She just hated me. So, huh. okay, we're going we're gonna to stop with the lies. I'm going to get into some unresolved stop. high school drama wow. here. Wow, so you were just lying to all of us. No, oh. I wasn't. No, we're going to stop with the lying stuff, like the lying oh, article. Oh, I thought you were like, I know why, she, I know no, why no, no. this teacher hates me. So I had a theory. So this teacher, there was a lot of rumors going around about her. She, her sister also taught the same class, but her and her sister looked nothing alike. Interesting. This teacher had some sort of face problem. Okay. And so there was rumors like she got into a car accident, a drunk driver hit her, or she had like plastic surgery and they messed up. But her face was very different. You can tell something was off. Like the whole face? Half yeah, the face? Yeah. Like her mouth and nose almost had like a uh, mouse-like face to it. Like if a human was a mouse. Like tiny? Kind of. Like the nose was kind of flattening. The mouth was kind of. So she kind of looked like a mouse. And so she, I had a feeling because she all the popular kids, she was super sweet to super nice chatting with them like, oh, my God, what are you doing? What are you up to? Blah, blah, blah. Getting really involved in their lives, like just chatting and stuff. And I could yeah. see it like they were homies. Like she just wanted to be a part of the gang. Yeah. She wanted to be a popular teacher with the popular kids. Right. So if you weren't a popular kid, you were garbage. So uh-huh. that was my thinking. She had, I don't know how long her face was like that, if that was an all all her life thing or if that was like more of a recent thing. Oh, so you think because of her face. Because she, of, she wasn't popular and now she has the ability to quote unquote be popular. Ew. Mind you, this was 15 years ago. Wouldn't she want to be popular with every student though? Mm. Or maybe she thought if she was popular with all the losers, she couldn't be popular. Right. With popular. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, it's like you don't matter. You're Not that us. you were a loser, though. I was. <laughs> it's okay. I was too. <laughs> but, but I remember taking that class and hating it, not only because of the the the, the teacher, but also just I was not a marketing salesperson. It's, yeah. She was very technical and I hated it. It was so boring. But because of that class, and you, so there's like DECA 1, DECA 2, DECA 3, DECA 4, when you get to like the higher classes, uh, you, there was like a mini school store that they ran as part oh. of the class. So during like lunchtime and sometimes during breakfast time, they would sell stuff like candy bars. You can get your school sweaters there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can get Top Ramen. Like they, like they would sell it and you would like they would put the hot water in for you and stuff like that. But they also had a little barista stand. Like mm. like a little sectioned off. And so they had like two or three students making coffee in the morning. And I would always get Italian, like, what is it, Italian sodas? Because yeah, they were pretty yeah. tasty. But I was like, that's, looking back, I'm like, that's kind of bougie. Like, it was for yeah. part of the class and the class paid for it. But I'm like, that's fancy. Did you have to pay for the sodas? And yes. The... Oh, okay, okay. I was like, like you, everything like, for free? No, that's how they made the money to continue running the business was selling to students who wanted coffee or Italian sodas or whatever. I think they had smoothies maybe too or something like that. Dang. And you I, guys had all the things. Right. And I was like, I remember school being like, in my town at the time, I don't know what it's like now. I assume it's the same. You were either really, really rich or like middle of the road to poor. Like very like not. not oh, okay. You, there was like not, if you were middle class, it was more like middle to lower class. You were more on the poor side than yeah, you were. Yeah, not like the normal middle class. Yeah, that's at least the majority. Of course, there's exceptions, but that's what I felt like. I felt like everyone was either had a lot of money, like, oh yeah, I spent $100 on jeans to the rest of us who would get our clothes from Walmart, Target, or the thrift Goodwill. store. Goodwill. Oh yeah, Goodwill. I got like four pairs of pants for like four bucks each. Oh, so great. <laughs> three bucks each. Oh, it was such good times. And nobody, nobody really made fun of each other for that. Yeah. Because everyone kind of bought their stuff at the same place. Like we had a skit come up to our middle school. It, it was one of those like a skit about bullying and how you shouldn't bully. And so part of the skit, they said something like, oh, this guy gets his clothes from Target. 
and we all looked at each other afterwards like we all get our clothes from target like yeah well, walmart like what? you're the weird one that doesn't do that it's like so like i get like we got what they were trying to do but it's like no, that doesn't make sense. Like, it, <laughs> that's a yeah. bad insult because it doesn't insult us. Plus, like, if you don't care, you don't care. Like, for mm-hmm. me, like, I mean, I went to high school for a little while on Mercer Island. And Mercer Island's like the most bougie, mm-hmm. you know, like, designer this, designer that. But I don't care about that stuff at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll be wearing, like, my jeans that I've been wearing for, like, 10 years with holes mm-hmm. in them. And, like, I don't care. Okay, cool. Like, you spent, like, $300 on your pair of jeans. To me, that's, like, more embarrassing. Right. <laughs> it's like, you're the dumb one. Yeah, yeah. Like, Probably going to grow out of those pretty soon, too. So... Right. Like, and I understand, like, spending money on what's staple clothing. Like, things that are going to last you a long time. Like, a really nice jacket. Instead of buying, like, the cheapy ones where you're going to have to buy a new one every year, you buy one that's really good quality that's going to last you a very long time. Same with, like, maybe boots and stuff. Boots. Boots. Boots, boots and stuff. Boots. Uh, My thing is, is I buy the cheap stuff, but then pretend they last a really long time. They don't, Sarah. Even though I really need to get rid of <laughs> Even after your dad buys you replacements, you still wear them. Yeah, because they're worn in and they're a little stained. They kind of <laughs> smell like me. <laughs> I kind of I kind of want to go to your house. Not get rid of your stuff, but, like, alter and, like, fix things. <laughs> oh, I mean, my man would be so happy if you just got rid of them. That, too threw them the F out, like, just put them in your car and, like, drove off and never come back. And then put them in the dumpster. It's like, goodbye. Oh, he would he would love you for that. That's funny. He tries, but... We might... I'm wondering... Don't, don't, th- don't throw away my stuff, excuse me? <laughs> That'd be a funny uh, video episode of the broadcast. It's like, can, it's kind of like hoarders, but it's just Sarah's closet. I would cry, probably. And then I'd be like, but what if... At one point, you're going to need some, like, off-colored, like, really old, really raggedy. And you're like, never. You're never going to need that. And then if you do need it, you're probably not going to remember, like, you have it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No, there is a uh, episode of a show. And it's like, but, w- oh, because it's like a garlic press. It's like, how about you keep the good garlic press and get rid of the other ones? She's like, <gasps> but what if yeah. <laughs> I'm over there making garlic knots? And I like, and my garlic press breaks. What am I gonna do? Yeah, and he's like, then you will buy another one. No, you gotta have the backup right then. I'm with right. This and girl. so like her face was like. Granted, she was like a big Snow Yeti character. Oh, cartoon. it was a messed up cartoon. It's called uh, Crossing Swords, by the way, on Hulu. You should check it out. It's filthy. It sounds but, totally up your speed. Oh yeah, but I just love it. it's like. What if I'm over there trying to make garlic knots? <laughs> I mean, it's true. You never know. You never know if it's going to break. And then you're, okay. you're not going to want to go to the store and get another one. But how often would do you make garlic knots? How often do you use this shirt, Sarah? There's the you rule. Know, there's-, there's always that one time you might need it, okay? There's like this pair of socks that are just like crisp white, like brand new. I've had them now probably for like seven years. But I've never worn them thinking one day someone's either going to need or I'm going to need just a really crisp, fresh pair of white socks. So I've never worn them for that moment in my life when that happens. And I have them in my drawer already. (laughs) Granted, that moment hasn't happened yet. And once I need those fresh, crisp white socks, I'll probably forget I have a pair of them and go to the store and buy a new pair. But this is how my mind works. If somebody (laughs) came over and made you do it, do you think you'd be able to get rid of some stuff? Hmm. I need to because my drawers and my closet, I look at that support beam that, you know, you hang all your like jackets and pants and dresses on. And I'm like, wow, one day I'm surprised it hasn't already, to be honest. I'm like, dang, this is an old closet, too. I'm surprised like it's Mm -hmm. holding this much weight. And I'm just waiting for the day you just hear that like thud and it's just all my clothes. And the thing with you is it's not that you have a lot of clothes because you go out and buy a bunch of stuff constantly. It's I'm guessing these are all gifts you've received, most of them. Or yeah, or it's and like that, my 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 tolo dress. Right. From from freshman is, year. Nothing has been thrown school. away ever. So all the stuff you have has been accumulated over the course of what, fifteen plus years? Perhaps. Uh, yes. Yes. Cause I have a rule. I'd say you could use this rule, but it doesn't apply to you because you don't shop regularly. Like all every now and then I'm like, oh, this is a really cool hoodie or a sweater uh, or a cardigan. And if I do that, I have to replace it. Like if I already have one similar to it that I don't wear anymore, mm, yeah. I have to switch them out and donate or give away the other one. 
I should do that with when people give me stuff because I might not like buy a lot of like mm-hmm. things or cardigans or sweatshirts, but when it's my birthday or Christmas or I get gifted a lot of them. Or when I'm getting rid of clothes and you go through yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Vicky. Thank you. Thank you. I don't need this, but I want oh, it. I got it. Well, I've been giving all my stuff to my friend's daughter who's 14, but I know some stuff is That's too. so funny. <laughs> so, because some of the stuff she likes, like, cool, you're into Stranger Things. Thanks for all the shirts and other stuff. She's like, that's very chuggy. I've been using that word so much and Uh, using it wrong, but I've been trying to use it. Oh, man. Does she say that to you? No, she doesn't say to me, but like, it's just like she'll look at something and be like, "Mm, no. Hey, it's going to come back around, okay? Right. You know what I found out is a very quote unquote old lady thing? Like older lady? A very chuggy thing? A very chuggy thing. Shirts or hoodies or whatever that already have the thumb hole. Oh. Like I'm wearing right now. Anything that has like the thumb hole, it's. Yeah. And I found this out because I follow this gal on TikTok. She posts a lot of funny content. She's a she's a young mom. She got pregnant at 16, but she's still with – she had four kids, and she's still with her baby daddy. Damn. Like, they're, they've been married for, like, 20 years at this point. Wow. Um, and I was like, that's a cool story. Like, and I like following her because she's funny as all hell because she's still young. And sh- she talks about how having a daughter is like having a younger, mean sister. Being like, you're so lame, mom. It's just like, oh, that's what you're wearing? You're not going to wear that sweater, are you? Like, Wait, why are the holes in the... Th- I don't I always, know. but They're like, so random, but, I, but I'm like, oh, I love okay. it. Like, I, if I see a sweater that has, like, the holes already in here, oh, I am so happy. It, it bothers me because right now they're all about, like, the 2000s, like, clothing style. So, like, the wide leg jeans with the holes in them. The mom pants. The mom yeah. pants. Yeah, like the crop tops, like anything that was 2000s, like those choker necklaces, like the yeah, flare bottom, sh- sh- like pa- like pants. Why is it all coming back? Dude? I don't, I mean, it all, everything always comes back. But, but I like, I don't know about this one. I'm like, we used Ugh. to have to cut, like if you want our fashion, you have to understand, we used to cut into our sweater so we could have this thumb hole and it looked ratchet as all hell. Did you do that back in like the early 2000s? Yes. Oh, I definitely hmm. did. It's weird they're not like a fan of this look then. Exactly. So it's like, you don't judge because you're taking all our other stuff. By the way, enjoy having those wide leg pants. You make fun of the leggings. Those wide leg pants when you're in the water, like oh, when yeah. it's raining, it's going to go all the way up to your knee. It's going to be wet all and uncomfortable and muddy. Up. Dude, they don't care because it's the look, man. Oh, I remember being 12 years old. And because I'm short, no pants ever fit me. And of course, I'm not getting oh, them tailored. God. And you can't cuff them because that was a bad look. That and they're too wide to cuff. I mean, you could cuff them up like hella. No, they, yeah, no, it wouldn't work well. It just looked, yeah, looked like terrible. you said, really bad. So I just had to deal with it. When it would get too raggedy at the bottom, I'd have to just cut it. I'd start cutting up uh, all the pieces that were straggling out. Oh, like yeah. The big, long uh, hem. Yeah. <laughs> it is really weird now because, like, okay, I watch I watch trashy shows uh-huh. that have, like, younger people on it, like The Bachelor, for example. And I was watching it the other day. And, like, the girl going on the date was probably, like, early 20s. And she was wearing, like, mom, high-waisted, like, loose jean kind of with mm-hmm. cutouts. And, like, it's it, was, it's, it wasn't really form-fitting at all. It didn't show off her figure. It, and to me, I'm like, wow, this is, like, the style. But, like, I look at it like, girl, why aren't you wearing some, like, tight skin, like, maybe skinny pants? Or, like, something that's more, like, like form-fitting to your body. Yeah. yeah, but that's, that's not what's in now. No. So it's so weird to me because I'm like... It's so baggy and loose and your butt looks hella weird when your pants are hiked that high. But like that's what's hot now, I guess. If uh, you want to kick, if you guys have TikTok, I'm sure you can find it on Facebook, too, because I think I saw like video articles about her. There's this gal named Scarlett who's in her 30s. Like she's about our age and she went back to college, but she couldn't afford her own apartment. So she got a dorm. Oh, cool. And she talks about all the different phrases and words and emojis, what they what they mean to young people. And she's yes. so confused. Which which we did get a message on the IG mm-hmm. from Julia who said the younger when we were talking about how Gen, Gen Z's, yeah. is that what they're called? Gen Z's think millennials, we use the crying laughing emoji all the time yes. as like if something's hilarious. And apparently if you use that, Gen Z's think you're old. Like, you're old. And yes. so we were kind of like, OK, well, what what do they use to replace of that, you know? And so Julia said the young younger Gen Z is using the skull emoji, oh. like the I'm dead um. instead of the laughing face or the laughing sideways face, as in I'm dead. It was so funny. 
which actually kind of makes sense. It does make sense. I'm mad that it makes sense. (laughs) I know. I know. But then I'm also like, okay, well, I use that emoji. I guess I kind of do that emoji like if I'm actually dead, like super hungover or if like. Same or embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. There's also one I found out, you know, the one that looks like you have teary eyes. Yeah. I, I found out through this chick Scarlet that that can mean I'm horny. What? Like, I'm so horny. Can I please have some some action, please? I'm, I'm being very what? PG on this. Can yeah. I please have some action, please? I'll have to find it. But yeah, I uh, just Google it. You can find her. It's See, this is like one reason why I wish I had like a, a, a kid in like the their teens right now just so I could like stay hip or at least like know all these things or like know the lingo to know like if someone's saying this this is what it means or whatever right. you know we gotta get different age groups because I think we need to get like somebody who's like a teenager like in high school yeah and then maybe a middle schooler and then maybe like a person that's like 19 or 20 oh man so we, we would have had to have kids no really I mean yet. we can find people like I have my I call her she calls me Auntie Vicky the one I give my clothes to so I have my niece Jojo Jojo. She can tell me. And then I have I uh, another have anyone. I have another niece. Uh, her name is Kaylin. She is 22. Okay. So I'm like, okay. I don't really hang out with uh, anyone that young anymore. Like, I haven't <laughs> hung out with anyone. them in a minute. And then middle school. I'm sure I know somebody in middle school. Uh, I'll figure it out. I know I have. Yeah, you have, have like a, a bunch of family members and cousins. and. No, I, I know. But like the youngest, the youngest of my cousins is going to turn 18 soon, I think. Okay. That would work. That would work, too. I feel like mm-hmm. normally, like, the gap, the generation gap, though, is, like, at least 10 years. At like, least. you know, like, millennials are from this age to this age. Gen Zs are probably from this age to this age. It, it's it's weird because you keep thinking that, like, people in their 20s are close to our age. But we think, like, people in our late 20s are close to our age. People who are 21, oh, 22, our... they're very different. Yeah, they're probably, like, more 21 mm-hmm. to, like, I don't know. Would it be, like, 14? 14 years to like 24 something Something. I don't know but with that said what are tell us like interesting things about high school what was your high school experience like uh have you ever were you popular unlike Vicky and I yeah I was the wannabe stoner stoner poser stoner skater poser (laughs) yeah I was hardcore I was the poser goth chick like I didn't have enough money to buy the cool goth outfit, so I would just makeshift my own from Walmart and Goodwill. Hey, as long as anything's black. That's oh, it lo- it did not look good. Very oh, I'm not saying it probably looked good, no. but if it was black, you're in. Uh, and then by the time I got to senior year, I I got a little bit more diverse with color, but not much. It was either like a white or a gray, or maybe like a dark colored shirt, like brown. Okay, and so you're like the same. As I'm the same as I am now. Yes, yeah. uh, but different than like sophomore Vicky and I became I wasn't popular but I did do a video class like where I was like the news anchor and I was friends in multiple groups so I was friends with some cheerleaders I was friends with some football players I was friends with the nerds I was friends with what you're saying is you did end up being a little popular I feel like popular is not the right word I feel like accepted is better. But you can call yourself popular. It's all good. No, I'm popular now, mother effer. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hey. want to be my friend on Facebook. Like, no, you were mean to me. Screw you. Yeah, not I'm decline. Not that I'm bitter. Very bitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.